Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour. Driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition. It's Rosie on the House. It's still dark outside, but you got to get up. This is your weekend wake-up call. From me to you. It's Rosie on the house. Another beautiful Saturday morning. I think it'd be a good day to drive up north and do some skiing. You always think that. Yeah, that, I, I think that in August. Just got to drive too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I had the opportunity to go on the new bypass route. You know, the is it the two O two that goes All right. South Mountain I-10, right about fifty first Avenue and it comes around and ties into Awatuki's new back door. Yeah. Oh. Is it be- does it come out below South Mountain or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, okay. And that nice. road's been there for years, but it was a two lane and it was it would take a it was still worth taking that route if just to avoid the other. If you were going to try and get through Phoenix during rush hour. But, man, that's a nice route. I didn't get to see much of it because it was nighttime coming back from the rodeo at the Pima County Fairgrounds. I tell you what, that fairground, it may not be the biggest. But when you, you're looking for equestrian events, that, you know, Buckeye may be the only one in the state that could say they've got a nicer equestrian facility at Pima County Fairgrounds. Uh, they have some serious money invested there. We'll have to check that one out. But coming up, I we never, when we're coming from south, whether it's Miranda or Tucson or Wilcox, or any of those southern Arizona routes we go on, or Casa Grande, um, we will always take the Phoenix Bypass route through Gila Bend. Go so eight. you're coming up to Casa Grande, you take eight, and then you bring eighty-five up, just because for two reasons. When I ten gets neck down to two lanes between Casa Grande, it's the three fifty-seven, and basically you know the new Rawhide now. It always it doesn't matter what time of day, uh, weekend, weekday, day, night, whatever. It it comes to a screeching halt, and it's an extremely dangerous stretch of the freeway. And then having to go through Phoenix. So it may take a little bit longer. It may be a little uh, farther to drive. But just to avoid that hassle. Well, now with the South Mountain route and finally got note that they're going to start widening that strip of I-10. That's right. That was was a well-needed investment of the state. So looking forward to that. I've said for a long time if I was king, I would just make Phoenix to Tucson a toll road uh, with the left two lanes, about seven lanes wide, and the left two lanes would just be like Audubon. Well, you can just go, baby. I, <laughs> Let her rip. All that Open s- it up. <laughs> all that stuff that both Phoenix and Tucson did with trains downtown. I thought, you guys just need to build a Phoenix to Tucson Super train bullet. in the Super middle bullet. of the interstate mm-hmm. and forget about these downtown trains. You need a, a Super train in between. Well, thinking about things to do in, about, and around the state – Really enjoyed 
December's edition of Phoenix Magazine. It says, live like a tourist. And this is kind of what we try and do with our staycation, is encourage people just to stay in Arizona and enjoy it. Well, this, this actually says, stay in town and enjoy it. 51 things to do. Live like a tourist. Uh, do in we, Phoenix? Yeah. yeah. And we, we'd love to hear from y'all if you'd like to join the conversation. When you have guests from out of town that have never been here, what's the first thing you feel like you need to show them or take them to? I've got, I've got mine for sure. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Well, but let me ask you we, this. Yeah. Every time I, a certain one cousin from Louisiana comes, the first thing he wants to see is cactus. Where do you take him to go see cactus? Desert Botanical Garden. <laughs> That's a good one. Rio Verde. <laughs> Rio Verde's a good one. I posted pictures of Dad and I out in the desert, and uh, his sister from Missouri said, next time I come, take me there. It was just beautiful pictures of the snow on the Four Peaks. You know, It doesn't actually have to be you know, like a, a venue. We just have beautiful desert to visit, too. Lots of beautiful desert. That's, that's the number one thing they talk about when living like a tourist. Take a desert Jeep tour. Mm. So an awful, uh, awful lot of great trails. Now, speaking of staycation, our staycation just celebrated Phoenix. And that was a special request yes. <laughs> that we got from our CAF affiliate in Flagstaff. They said, you know, you guys always come up to the mountains for skiing and stuff. It's like, that's great. But, you know, us mountain guys, we come down to the desert a lot in the winter to get a break from the cold. Why don't you have a staycation for us and do one down in Phoenix? And we did, and we brought in Grand Canyon University. They've got a brand-new renovation on the hotel, and we've got General Manager Brett Courtright in with us this morning. Thanks so much. We I love Phoenix Magazine's uh, suggestion to stay in town and <laughs> vacation like a tourist. Absolutely. Tell, tell us the story of what y'all have got going on over there. Well, it's a pretty special environment. We've got a hotel and a restaurant right off the I-17 in Camelback. Um, Canyon 49 Grill is our restaurant, and the Grand Canyon University Hotel is our hotel. And we are operated by our students, essentially. Um, I mean, I'm the general manager of the hotel, so sometimes that's a little bit humbling to hear, you know. But um, we have students at every level of our organization, including a student general manager. Um, so we'll bring students in who've had no experience whatsoever. We'll give them a job um, while they're learning their trade um, in one of our level one positions. Then we'll work them up to one of our level two positions with a little bit more responsibility and probably making a little bit more money. And then by the time they leave, we want them in a one of our level three positions where they're actually supervising other students and getting some experience as, uh, as management. So this degree is in resort management, hospitality? It's hospitality. That's correct. Okay. How many kids do you have in that? Do you know? Well, we've got about 250 on the ground campus and about another 100 online in the hospitality program specifically. That is great because I, I have heard that like every other industry, they're really hurting for people. It is definitely, um, yeah, serving others is not the, uh, the, the most natural and popular thing, right? <laughs> but, um, I mean, I personally, I think there's a, a great sense of reward that comes from it. Um, we've got some amazing industry leaders, Jerry Colangelo uh, and others, mm -hmm. you know, involved in the operation. And um, so we're blessed to, to, to have their involvement as well. Well, there's never a lack of innovation coming out of your corporate headquarters <laughs> that's yes. for sure i mean y'all have just, ever since um something happened about 15 years ago i mean grand canyon college was a quaint little setting in a western uh side neighborhood and y'all have literally 
transformed the school, the neighborhood, everything. And now the hotel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're really, uh, you know, transforming the West Side is part of the overall mission. There's no question about that. And how long have you been with them? I've been with them about five years. Okay. Um, so you've you know, seen a, quite a bit of this big ride up the way. I have, yeah. Um, you know, you know Brian Mueller, our, our leadership there at the, uh, the university, um, when you talk about the spark that uh, changed things about 15 years ago, you know, that was a big part of it. And, um, and when you talk about the innovation, the creativity that we have at GCU, um, that he's a big part of that as well. You know, um, it, the, uh, we are pushed to, to think a little bit differently and to, um, you know, one of our main goals as uh, we call it an enterprise operation of Grand Canyon University is to bring a little bit of profit to the university and, and help them keep tuition low. Um, we haven't raised uh, tuition on our campus, our ground campus, in several years. And um, any money that we can bring in as a hotel will help us do that for even longer. And was the hotel immediately adjacent to the campus? You know, the, the hotel, yes, is on I-17 in Camelback, really kind of right on the corner there. Um, and, you know, I'm a Phoenix boy. I was at Phoenix College, you know, 15, 20 okay. years ago. And, right. um, you know, you could park right in the middle of Grand Canyon University. You can't really get that close anymore uh, because the campus has grown so much. Um, and when I got to the hotel five years ago, you really, um, you know, the campus, you knew it was down the block, but you couldn't really see it. Now, standing at the front door of the hotel, if you look towards the campus, you see five or six dorms. Um, and it really will just be a short period of time before before it all just connects right there. And what what draw is this a completely unique situation for a for a, a an institute of higher education venturing well, into private enterprise i know well it's it's um it's a little bold yeah for sure um but that's that's definitely our style um yeah <laughs> um you know the um it is unique um and really you know i try to run a really high level operation um with um impeccable guest service standards and yet i give people uh, a chance every day who have no experience and so those are a little bit um conflicting at times um uh, but at the same time you know we just make sure that we guide them and um, that we put really solid industry professionals in place as well um, so that um, we don't ever put a student in a precarious situation. Um, they're there to learn. They're going to be challenged at times, um, but they're supported as well. What an interesting concept. <laughs> and, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe a couple, didn't NAU try this with what's now the Drury Inn? Wasn't that built as a as a campus hotel? That's very correct, yes. And I, um, you know, I wouldn't, um, uh, and I use a, a, a well-respected program um, that's been going for many years. But yet, at some point, they decided that they weren't going to run their hotel anymore yeah. and let somebody else do it. And um, we're not, that's not our, not our, our goal. Okay. So uh, we're going to continue to run this as an organic, uh, homegrown operation and um, continue to grow it. And um, our students will be a big part of that the whole way. Well, I think it's a great concept to, develop these, these these synergies between private enterprise and higher education to kind of give your students a, literally a direct path in into their future career yes absolutely um you know with the it's uh, not just book learning that's absolutely correct. No, we do a lot of applied learning, lots of hands-on learning going on. Um, you know, I talked about the high-end hotel environment that we try and create sometimes. Um, on, on the flip side, we've got spring training coming up, and we actually are very involved in the concessions vending for the brewers. Um, so my students get, you know, a, a almost opposite side of the spectrum uh, with that experience. Awesome. Yeah. Brett Courtright, general manager of, what do we call the hotel? The GCU Hotel. The GCU Loud Hotel. Loud and proud. 
Oh, loud and proud. And again, the the grill, the restaurant? Canyon 49 Grill on Camelback and I-17. Okay. Well, y'all tout yourself as being private, Christian, and affordable. Uh, Affordable education is something I'm going to want to touch on when we get back, all right? Yeah, that's a new concept, isn't it? Let's do it. Yeah, yes, it is. Let's do (laughs) that. Thank you so much. The Rosie on the House, Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. I'm assuming this is the antelope fight song. The lope fight song. Go Lopes. And y'all had invited us to a basketball game where you've got basketball seasons already started? Yeah, yeah. I don't think the timing worked out on that this time, but um, man, those games are just so fun. That arena is absolutely electric when those games are going on. I've been in the stadium for a conference in the arena, Mm -hmm. um, and this was three, four years ago, and... That was the first time I'd ever been on campus before, and I thought, man, I didn't know this was here. This is nice. Yeah, the campus. Where did this come from? It's really, really nice. It's growing uh, rapidly, Um, and yeah, there's there's not much more fun than one of those TCU basketball games. And then coming back just in December, it might have been it was November, uh, came out when. You know, we're looking at doing Grand Canyon University for our staycation destination. Let's go check it out. Came out, uh, got to Canyon 49 Grill. You were there with uh, the... um, Tim? Tim, thank you. Gosh, (laughs) total brain fart. It's all good. It's all good. You and Tim were sitting there, and I was going to order something, eat, and then find you guys just so I could say I had had something to eat and had experienced the restaurant. But you guys had a handful of things already prepared and waiting. Yeah, um, I think you were a little skeptical when I said turkey burger, but um, I think you enjoyed it if I was right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a turkey burger fan. It was the fixings that were on it. There was uh-huh. something very unique. Yeah, we put a little arugula on um, there, and there's some tomato confit on that uh, burger. And I was I was very impressed. In fact, I think, if I remember right, because y'all had samples of six, seven different types of, uh, of, of dishes prepared. Um, that was the only thing I took to go. Because I was okay. going to yeah. Wickenburg, the, the high school rodeo was that week, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this other half for Amanda because she would really like that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that's uh, it's uh, it's a crowd pleaser for sure. And then after we ate, I got a tour of the hotel. Tim took me around that little pool courtyard area. Y'all put together is really nice. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's been a, a lot of heavy lifting, uh, you know, um, transforming that property. Um, it was kind of a freeway side motel, and we completely transformed it and tried to make it into a, sort of a resort feel. Um, you know, right in the heart of the the West Valley, there uh, it's it's really over delivers, I believe. And there's more planned. There is a lot more planned, yeah. The GCU is constantly growing. Uh, it's hard to keep up with at times. Um, but, um, yeah, we're, there, there's constant expansion going on. How many rooms does the hotel have? We've got 155 rooms. Okay. 
We've talked at times about building more than that. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Okay. Um, we've talked about expanding our management presence to other hotels. Again, we'll, we'll just see what happens in the future. But um, our students are getting a really, really amazing hands-on experience. Um, like I said, we've got them at every level of our organization, including a student general manager. Um, we have students doing some marketing roles that we don't even have full-time people doing. So when the students aren't here, um, we, you know, it, we just kind of pause for a second on that. And uh, then they come back and pick up where they left off. And we're just focusing on the hospitality component of the GCU education. But y'all serve over 200 different fields. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I focus on the hospitality. Um, we're based in the Colangelo College of Business. And um, so our students leave Grand Canyon with a business degree with an emphasis in hospitality management. Yeah, and, and y'all talk about being affordable. Uh, Jennifer and I have six kids. Uh, we funded all six of their colleges. Um, I just told them when the, when the oldest one was ready to go to college, I said, okay, you'll get in-state tuition at any school you want. You, you want to go to Harvard? You got to bridge that gap. You got to find some way to bridge it. And I gave that to every one of the kids, and then we would just price adjust by the year. Well, we had a, we had a surprise baby like 10 years after we thought we were done. And when it came time for Carol to go to school, I put my little mental adjuster on it, and I said, well, I think this is about what your tuition is going to be. And we couldn't get her in anywheres, anywheres. And so finally she found the school she wanted to go to, and I talked to the admissions counselor, and he said, well, what are you basing your, your uh, tuition on? And I said, well, this is where I paid my other kids. I'm putting this adjustment on. He said, well, the adjustment you're using is about a 14%. He says, since your last child was in college, average tuition has gone up 600% in 10 years. Wow. I mean, it somewhere's in there, college education became a Ponzi scheme. You know, there, it's definitely a, a large price tag on, on some college education. Um, we, you know, we've gone several years without raising any tuition on our ground campus, and we're really proud of that. And um, some of the enterprise operations, like I run the hotel, um, any money we can bring to the university, it actually helps us keep our, our tuition down for our, our students. Well, that's awesome. And I, and I think Bernovich's push here in the last year or so, going to the board of trustees and saying you guys aren't the constitution says it has to be as affordable as possible yeah yeah and that's he, definitely something that we he's kind of pushing for. some buttons there yeah for sure <laughs> well i think y'all are doing a great job and i really appreciate it we're Thanks going to so come much. back and talk more about the hospitality program at grand canyon university the rosie on the house arizona hour driven by sanderson ford welcome to the hotel california You know something y'all really have going for you that no one's talked about at Grand Canyon University? Location. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. We're, y'all we're, can get anywhere, you know, you're, you're 20 minutes from everything, or less than 20 minutes from everything. Right off of two major highways, yep. One of the things I was pleasantly surprised about at the, after the visit, we had lunch, walked around, looked at the hotel, came back, and on the way out, the manager working the front booth was a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Cockhill, who had worked for our family restaurant, Baby K's, for at least a decade. You uh, recognized each other? Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so funny. 
Well, he's your local bartender. He remembers everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's an amazing guy. Um, you know, we've been really fortunate with some of the um, local full-time talent that we've brought in that we've been able to kind of just nurture uh, some of them. And Jimmy started with us as a bartender, and now he's one of our managers. And, um, you know, we've taken a lot of our students and um, brought them in with no experience as well and kind of taught them the, uh, the trade and, and um, the finer points of service and how to be a servant leader. And, um, you know, a lot of them have graduated into industry now and we're watching their careers take off. And um, as a, uh, a manager, that's really just one of the most rewarding things uh, that I could really ask for. How do you, you know, serving is not a real popular, nobody wants to serve. How do you, how do you instill that in your students that they yeah, well, can I, serve? Because that makes a difference in how you, whether you're having a hamburger somewhere or a really nice expensive dinner, if the waiter... And your, you know, the staff is good. Yeah. It makes all the difference. The food actually tastes better, I think. One hundred percent if it's served well. Yeah, I mean, there's some beauty, right, in uh, in losing yourself and serving others for a little while, and um, that's not a really popular thing, um, you know, necessarily with younger generations. But um, you know, I mean, I I try to show my students that um, this industry has has opened a lot of doors for me and make things possible to travel all over the world. And um, you know, I'm kind of fancy pants. I like to be at the uh, you know, the really fancy places and have a nice time. And, um, you know, when I, uh, when I paint that picture for my students, they say, okay, yeah, I can imagine living like that for sure. Um, you know, if this, this uh, career has taken me to Maui and Laguna Beach, and we've gotten to live in Aspen and some really, really amazing places over the years and um, with some amazing companies and um, really just the ability to serve others and, and lead others while serving others is really the, the, uh, the talent that's taken me there. And from a student's standpoint, trying to choose you know, a path, there is quite a demand in the hotel industry, there isn't is, there, in the restaurants? There and- is so much demand. And, you know, the the quality of students that GCU produces and the, the caliber and, and the type of student they attract, um, when I thought about putting those students into the hospitality industry, um, I knew they'd be so wildly successful that this was a can't-lose venture. And um, so it's, it's proving to be that as well. We put these uh, students who have, you know, good values and um, who are not afraid to serve others and who have been taught servant leadership um, into these organizations, and they're really just amazingly successful. What, do you, can, off the top of your head, can you name some of the couple oh, of the most yeah, interesting absolutely. places they've gone? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't want to get specifics uh, just with privacy, yeah, you know, sure. but, but um, I mean, I've had a student who came to me and said, look, I really want to experience a cruise ship this summer. And I said, well, yeah, me too, you know. And, <laughs> but uh, I said, yeah, well, let's get you onto a cruise ship. She did an internship on a cruise ship. Six months later, she graduated and she was offered the cruise ship director position. And uh, so she was sailing around the world after that. So, um, yeah, we've got a few really, really amazing success stories already in the short time that we've been there. And we're looking forward to a lot more. And where did they find you? Well, I came from the Four Seasons here locally. Um, I spent the majority of my career with the Ritz-Carlton, uh, but I spent a lot of time with the Four Seasons as well. I worked with the Boulders a little bit as well. Um, but um, I was yeah, recruited through um, the, our College of Business, and um, given the um, vision of what they wanted to create there, and um, then given the time to create it, and, and, and we kind of made some magic happen, we feel. Now, was it by accident, or was it intentional that your brand new 
workout gym is right in the same parking lot as the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 everything. I like to think there's a little bit of an intention with everything that we do necessarily, you know. Um, you know, Brian Mueller, our CEO, had this vision of an amazing fitness center at our hotel. And he said, you know, if we have that, I think people will stay at our hotel just because they like to work out and live a healthy lifestyle. And I said, okay, I, I, that's not really something I've seen a lot of, you know, but um, we'll see if it works, Brian. And uh, lo and behold, it worked. We've got people who travel here every week from California. And when I ask them why they stay with us, they say, oh, the gym. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So do you, um, oh, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Anybody can stop by, right? Anybody can stop by, yeah. We're open to the public. We're on Camelback in the I-17. Um, and in fact, you're not going to find a, a more affordable lunch, uh, really, or dinner uh, option in the Valley. Um, like I said, I came from the Four Seasons. My chef came with me from the Four Seasons. Um, even a lot of my management did come from the Four Seasons. And so those are the people that we have guiding our students and, um, you know, the, the people who are preparing your food and um, so we're, uh, you know, like we talked about the, uh, the turkey burger with the tomato confit on there. It's not the, the typical food you're going to find at Camelback in the I-17, but um, we're trying to raise the bar a little bit in that area. And it's pretty casual. There's it games, is. like I see some cornhole going on yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Fire Real fun environment. Um, in fact, we're going to have a, uh, a cornhole tournament going on for anybody who wants mm-hmm. to ignore the Super Bowl uh, <laughs> in a couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, we like to have some fun. And uh, we've got TVs all around, live music uh, sometimes. Um, yeah, Friday afternoon, we just had a, a, a GCU student who was actually playing live music during uh, you know Friday afternoon. So it was a really nice vibe over there at uh, Canyon 49, the GCU Hotel. And our January staycation winner is there this weekend. Yeah, on campus now. Yeah, I should be there making sure it goes well, right? How does that work (laughs) with our Sanderson Ford, Romy? Was a short drive. (laughs) (laughs) Pick it up and drive five miles. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) just get on Grand and come down a few, get off on Camelback and head over. It was, I think. Like a three or four mile distance between the two. It, well, hopefully it was it takes some day trips. Trip. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, it'll take a hike or a drive, scenic drive. Yeah, probably heading to Canyon Forty Nine for some breakfast here any minute. Is are you guys open for all three meals? We're open all three meals, three hundred sixty-five days a year. Wow. Yep. Well, Romy's the only one that's gotten to experience it because it was on his way. So we'll have to make sure it's on our way sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, please do. We'd love to see you. And <clears throat> you were making a point earlier that. This school that y'all are doing the hospitality side of things, uh, the strength of the curriculum isn't something you may have been able to pass. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I was going to admit that on air, but yeah, I, you know, coming out I of high school. your kids are listening. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming out of high school, I mean, I didn't have the best grades, you know, and, and it's maybe one of the reasons I pursued this industry. I mean, who knows? You know, I, um, you know, I loved waiting tables and bartending all through college. And when I graduated from college, I said, hey, that was kind of fun. I don't want to stop that, you know. Um, but yeah, the, uh, you know, the academic rigor at Grand Canyon University is, you know, the, the bar is set very high and it's it's we we graduate a high caliber of student and so um that's you know not going to change just because hospitality is coming into the mix right um so our students uh, in hospitality actually graduate with a uh degree in business with an emphasis in hospitality management and um you know with all the amazing resorts here in the valley um i've been really fortunate to pull in some amazing instructors who are still working in the industry and able to bring relevant current examples into the classroom and um, let our students work on those sorts of things and uh, you know it sure makes a difference when you're talking about you know current tourist trends and uh, you know not reading something out of a book that was done 15 years ago 
Um, and then really beyond that, having all the resorts here in the Valley for them to actually work at and gain experience at is very important as well. Taking a, a zoom back here, just mm-hmm. um, we had talked about the fact that Grand Canyon has people from everywhere, you know, out of state, in state, every part of the state, and just the outreach you've done in your own community. Can we talk about that program? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's one of the the, the really uh, heartwarming things that I see at GCU every day is the group of students who um, really walk from the neighborhoods onto our campus and, and are, are earning their degrees there. Um, a lot of them are, are you know, born immigrant um, fam- from immigrant families. And um, we, off- we have a, a program called our Students Inspiring Students Program. And these students have been given scholarships to Grand Canyon University. And really the only thing they have to do to repay that scholarship is they have to be willing to tutor and mentor incoming high school students um, as part of that Students Inspiring Students program, who will then turn into college students and one day be mentoring incoming high school students again. Um, So it's a very, very good ongoing program um, that we have initiated at the university. That's great. That's a great program. Yeah, we've actually, I mentioned a little bit about the uh, the spring training facility that we run for the Brewers. Um, we've actually created one of our learning labs in that facility as well. Um, the Brewers in the city of Phoenix were, were nice enough to give us a little space. So we've actually got um, students uh, over there at that Maryvale ballpark, uh, you know, tutoring and mentoring high school students throughout the year uh, when that stadium's not in use. Wow. How many people attend Grand Canyon? Well, we've got tw- just about 22,000 on our Grand Campus right now, which is... Uh, intimidating when I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would have guessed that. Right, that yeah. I have a number. We've got, uh, you know, I think about uh, 85,000 online as well. Um, so, I mean, it's a it's In a addition number. to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 100,000. I believe we're the biggest Christian school in the world. <laughs> That's a big impact. <laughs> big vision, huh? It is. It really is. And I, you know, I've, I've, I've you know, complete a small piece of the puzzle. Um, but there's a lot of people like me focusing on their individual areas, making really good things happen. Now, what can you tell me about Jerry Colangelo and his role in all this? He, um, I don't know much about him, but I did get to see him speak when we were at the Thrive Conference there on campus I, a handful of years ago. And just from his short little question and answer thing, I thought, this, this guy is sharp. <laughs> well, Jerry's a class act. I mean, that's, you know, probably it deserves to be said first and foremost. You know, Jerry's a gentleman. Uh, Mr. Colangelo, I apologize, is a gentleman. Uh, he's, he's a class act. Um, he, he sets the example for our students. Um, he, I thought, you know, him having the name on the building meant, you know, we might see him every once in a while. Um, I actually was, I had dinner with him my second night on the job. And, um, you know, he owns a resort here in the Valley. And, and um, this hospitality program is, is important, I think, you know, part uh, to him as well. He, he understands the need for these, this, this industry uh, to develop professionals and, um, and really continue to grow this industry um, because it's an integral part of our, our tourism in general, you know, especially with these, you know, mega events and the Super Bowl and whatnot. Um, but um, Jerry's always been, Mr. Colangelo has always been a, a good source of, um, of wisdom. Um, he works with our students uh, closely and, um, you know, the main message that, um, I have really heard him try and get across to our students is that um, there is always um, a time to um, stop, put the cell phone down, look people in the eye, and have a conversation and um, really establish a connection with somebody. Um, and that's really what Jerry, what Mr. Colangelo, I think, uh, tries to push more than anything with our students. You could tell he's, he's a very mastered speaker. 
and not just uh, from the podium or or to an audience, but one on one to the biggest of of you know podium you could find. He could handle it all just like you know a, a casual stroll in the park. He's very mastered it oh, at yeah. the art of connecting with people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, I work with you know. Brian Mueller and, and even, you know, Mr. Clangelo. There's a lot of people I wouldn't want to go on after uh, on stage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hard act to follow. Oh, yeah. Oh, very, yeah. very visionary. That's, yes, absolutely. And, you know, we have a sports business degree as well at Grand Canyon University. And um, I think that, um, you know, the amazing things that Mr. Colangelo has accomplished here in, this, in the Valley, um, you know, from a sports business and a hospitality standpoint, um, are, are, are just so impressive. We're, we're really fortunate to have him around. Brett Courtright, the Grand Canyon University Hotel Manager. We've got our featured staycation destination happening right now at your your hotel. Yeah. It's our wide open road. The Rosie on the House Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford. (laughs) This is true. We've had that. beautiful arizona weekend man there's all kinds of things going on a lot of times we give away state park passes they're free this weekend all weekend saturday sunday monday and if you'd like to visit the grand canyon for for free monday is the day with mlk they're opening the state park or the National. national park and this weekend if you wanted to head south wilcox they've got wings over wilcox and it's uh Birding and Nature Festival. They've got a huge population of sandhill cranes that migrate down to that area every year. It's at the Wilcox Community Center. You can find uh, that information at rosieonthehouse.com. And then there's also the annual Tucson Jazz Festival. It's an 11-day festival. Uh, started on the 10th and it goes through the 20th. Happened in Tucson. And then in Phoenix, you know, if you're into cars. <laughs> this is the week, huh? It's just... One of those festival seasons. It's a great time to have guests. Jen from our office has in-laws coming in, uh, and they have all kinds of plans because there's all kinds of cool things to do. There's um, the art show up on Scotster Road is just fabulous. A hundred artisans. You get to go in and watch them work and see their work. Dad and I try to go every year. That's just so much fun. And then the, then the car shows, and um, carefree fine art and wine festivals this weekend too. That's if you right. want to go a little farther north. Um, have you ever been to Barrett Jackson? I, I saw something. This was their 49th year of holding the auction. I've never been to one. I don't like crowds, though. It's I worth it. I don't know where you get that from. It's worth it. <laughs> and I it's, don't either, but, no, but it's worth it. None of none of those vehicles are in my budget or my practical use. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it's fun to be in the crowd to watch two or three people pushing like ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 for a car. That Being there, it's kind of like The people it, watching it's great to element, do. yes. I was very fortunate to go with a, uh, a brother-in-law who just knows a lot about cars. So, so he turned it into a museum tour. There wasn't a car he couldn't talk about and tell you about. It was like going to the... Uh, Hall of Flame Museum with the with your own docent with, the, yeah. with your own docent. I mean, beautiful pieces of equipment. But then when you hear the story behind each piece of equipment, it just kind of brings it alive, you know. So uh, after watching Ford and Ferrari, I think he's just in the mood. <laughs> I think he'll go this year for sure. I don't know if we'll be able to squeeze it in, 
But, uh, you know, one of the events I'd like to highlight just for a minute is the Veterans Heritage Organization has their annual uh, fundraiser, and it's March 7th. And they're going to be highlighting a particular veteran who I have had the opportunity to meet, Colonel Kirk, who survived five years in the Hanoi Hilton. Uh, and to listen to this man talk about his life lessons and to just see his energy and see his eyes, it'll be worth going to the banquet just to hear his address. It's March 7th. You can find out more about it at veteransheritage.org. It's all about connecting high school students with American veterans. It's a great organization. It really is. And then if you, are, if you have a home improvement project coming up, visit one of the Habitat Restores, and there's a brand new one opening. There's a grand opening, actually, next Saturday, the 25th. It's at 4344 West Indian School Road. They'll be having uh, door prizes all through the day, and you'll get to see what they've got there. But, boy, you can really save a lot of money visiting the restores. What are the Rosie? You were counting them five just in the valley? Uh, yeah. Can I, They've come a long ways. Can I get that, a that's a lot of building materials kept out of the landfills. Yes, and a lot of people getting good Repurposed, deals. Repurposed, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And one quick thing I'd just like to mention, we're going to have a quick interview next weekend with the Art of the Cowgirl. This is kind of a new event. This is their second year. Um, there's just too much to even tell you about, but go to artofthecowgirl.com. They're having competition events. One of the fun ones, Romy, is it's, it's called One Cowgirl, One Horse, One Bridal. So each cowgirl competes in four events, which are um, herd work, rain work, steer stopping, and fence work. So it's real cowgirl stuff, and uh, they compete. And that the culmination of that is actually next Saturday, but there's stuff going on all week. Where? You know what, Romy, there are three arenas that end up being so big. But they have workshops this week, if you're interested. You can learn some of those things, like leather making. Those things are extra cost. Um, silversmithing, different things. But the John Vulcan Ranch in Gilbert... Uh, the South Buckeye Equestrian Center, and then the finalists are, I didn't write it down. How did I do that? Um, <laughs> That's spread out, east side, west side, yes. Gilbert to Buckeye. Corona Ranch and Rodeo Grounds oh, is the, is the nice grand one. finale. and that's, that's in central Phoenix, down, well, maybe wait. a little west, southwest mm -hmm. Phoenix, but that is a cool venue. They'll be having the 10 finalists next Saturday. So look up artofthecowgirl.com if you're at all interested in watching. You can get tickets at $65 a day. So, but there's also a trade show you can go shopping too. It's all women competing. Well, Brett, thanks for coming in as general manager of the Grand Canyon University Hotel. Send an invitation out to all our listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Rosie. And yeah, we'd love to see you. We're at Camelback and the ice just west of the I-17 uh, on the campus of Grand Canyon University. We're open to the public, and we've got hospitable college students serving up uh, great food at an affordable price every day. A great place to stay for a local staycation, a great place to stay as you're driving through Phoenix, and a great place to grab a great meal. Thanks, sir. All right. Brett. I think we got our post-broadcast lunch destination yeah, figured out. Yeah. <laughs>